Hello everyone, my name is Alaza Green. I am a communication strategist, fundraising executive, fundraising strategist, storyteller, and today we're talking fundraising. And I gotta be honest, this is the third take. This is the first time I'm having more than one take. This is the third take for this. So maybe it's late at night. I don't know what the reason is, but if, if this comes out a little wonky, my apologies. Question we're going to be dealing with today is: Can you help me, a new fundraiser? Can you help me learn how to fundraise? In other words, I know all the technique. I read all the books, and I understand, you know, the language and the donor centricity, and I understand everything. But I just, I, no one's ever done it before. So, he, in front of me. So can can you can I can you just teach me how to fundraise so I know how to do it? And to my mind, in my opinion, this question misses the point. I'll explain to you why. There's a concept of that everyone struggles with all the time, and it's not just related to fundraising; it's related to really everything, and it's called the fear of rejection. Fear of rejection is why you're nervous starting school for the first time in a new grade or in a new year or in a new school. Fear of rejection is why salespeople are afraid to call people. They're afraid of interrupting and they're afraid the guy's not gonna, he's just gonna hang up. And fear of rejection is why one of the biggest things that people struggle with as fundraisers, you're calling someone up and you're asking them for money. And we're saying, give me your money and I'm not giving you nothing in return. I'll give you a receipt. <laughs> and so the fear of rejection is exceptionally profound by fundraisers. So how do we handle the fear of rejection? And this this will come back to your question because I think this leads to that. How do you handle fear of rejection? So there's two ways to handle fear of rejection. One way is you try to get used to it. And it's difficult to try to get used to it. You kind of have to grow a thicker skin. You have to think that everyone is going to tell you no. You have to go for the no. There's a book out there, highly recommended. You change your perception of what you're looking for. You're not looking for a yes. You're looking to collect excellent of no's. There's various techniques on how to manage your fear of rejection. But at the end of the day, it's just managing. At the end of the day, underneath your thick skin, underneath your goals, underneath it all, you know what still is there very strongly because you're human. And this is part of the human psyche is this fear of rejection. And it's unfortunate almost, it, not unfortunate, it's ironic. It's ironic because the fear of rejection, the re only real way fear of rejection goes away is in a, in a mature relationship. Mature relationship means you have, you have found a stakeholder, a partner who shares your vision shares what you do, enhances your dreams the way you want it to be enhanced. They enhance it and they also provide money, support, investment to help that vision come to reality. In other words, your main job is implementation and you're the main dreamer and their main job is the funder and they help dream a little bit as well and enhance your dreams. That's a mature relationship. Someone who buys in a partner and what you do and every relationship is unique the relationship that i have with my major stakeholders is not going to be the same relationship that you have in your with your stakeholders 
It's not going to work. Every relationship is unique to the people in that relationship. We have as many unique relationships as there are people on the planet. So you're going to listen. So so and this now we get back to the original question. Listening to how my relationship works may help a little bit in building your relationship. You might think of something new to do or a new gift to give or something, you know, along those lines. But at the end of the day, it's a relationship which you have to build in order to really get rid of that fear of rejection. And if it's not a mature relationship, if you just want to sit and listen to an experienced fundraiser, you know, with his heart in his throat, call a new donor for the first time, that fear never goes away. And what I what I meant by it, it's ironic, it's kind of like the thing um, where banks only give you credit when you don't need it. Who needs the credit the most? People who don't have money. People who don't have money need credit, right? But banks would rather give people credit who don't need money, who don't need the credit. If you have money, then they're willing to give you credit. So the same thing, a new donor, a new for a new fundraiser, all donors are new donors. So almost every interaction they have, at, deep down, they're dealing with this fear of rejection. And it's very, very difficult. For an experienced fundraiser, it's not that so much that they've been doing this for so long, although that's certainly part of it, but rather the main difference <coughs> is that they have a series of a handful or more of mature relationships where the fear of rejection doesn't even apply. And you know, it, it, except for certain extreme cases when there's like a, like a, a real break with the organization for some a real argument, but for the most part, an immature relationship where people have each other's confidence, trust, and and trust is huge there, it's trust, then the fear of rejection is simply not there. When you ask this person for a gift, even if they say no, you're not nervous because you know that there's a reason for the no, and if and you can ask what, and you should ask what is, and you will ask what is, but that's a different podcast session. But he's not saying no because he's rejecting you, or she's not saying no because she's rejecting you. She's not saying no for other reasons. And together you can come to figure out a better project or a better time on how to make the no a yes. And they want to do that. They want to help. And you know that because you trust the relationship, you trust them by a new fundraiser, all donors are new donors. And the simply relationship is not there. So you struggle through this fear of rejection until you until you create this relationship. And that is why it doesn't, it's not gonna help so much to listen in my office. Because if you're gonna listen to an experienced fundraiser deal with a new donor, it's probably almost the same as you do. You don't really know the donor so well. You don't know what they value. You don't know how much to ask for. You don't know what the gifts are. So you struggle with the same questions as a new fundraiser struggles. An experienced fundraiser struggles with the same questions. And if you're talking about listening to an experienced fundraiser and how he or she handles the relationship with their major stakeholders, just because they do it a certain way doesn't mean it's right for you and yours. You need to really what fundraisers need to do is work on their relationships and understand how relationships flourish. 
not just with your donors, but how to develop, maintain, grow, and enhance all relationships with all people, and then apply it to your donors. So I hope that's helpful. The question isn't, the question shouldn't be, how can I learn from an experienced fundraiser on how to ask? Rather, what you have to be, the question you need to be asking yourself is, how do I grow and develop and enhance a relationship, continually bringing it to the next level? How do we get closer and closer to people who care about what I do, share our vision, and want to partner in funding and supporting our mission? My name is Eliza Green. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, I want to miss you. I want to miss you. I do miss you. I want to wish you much success in your fundraising campaigns. Take care.